Hey there, welcome back to the Galena Ravina podcastina. I know it's been a little while, but there's been a lot going on. But here we are, finally getting around to posting a new episode. It's just been a little tough with like scheduling people, and it, you know, equally as challenging with doing all of the editing and uploading here on my end by myself. I'm not quite at the point where I can, you know, hire a producer for this, but we'll get there someday, and I will get better about posting these more. However, not to take away from the amazing episode I have for you right now, this is going to be a talk with my friend, comedian, and writer, Lynn Molly. We've known each other for several years now, and she is one of the comics that I love talking to about fitness and working out because she's actually worked in gyms, and she knows what she's talking about. So we have a really good, fun talk. Um, We did record this about a month ago before she and I had our first Dirt Pit comedy show out in Glendale together, so that already happened. But we are going to have another show together. It's going to be at the same location. Once again, it's called Dirt Pit Comedy, and we're going to be back sometime in October. We don't quite have the date, but keep an eye out for that. And yeah, that's that's going to be all I wanted to say before we get into the episode here. So enjoy. This is my friend Lynn Molly. Yeah, you're right. We haven't been um, having to buy as many items at open mics. I know it's the best. But then the problem with the slotted is I feel like um, we're almost getting too much attention at mics. I hadn't thought of it that way. For anyone that doesn't know open mic culture, which hopefully is most of you. (laughs) I can't imagine I have like other open mic friends listening to this. Don't learn what it is. Don't learn what it is. But when you have to like pursue comedy at least in los angeles it you find either open mics where your name gets pulled out of a bucket (laughs) or you race to a venue and write down your name on a piece of paper in the order that you got there or now the phenomenon is what's called slotted which is signing up in advance signing up in advance on like a special website that takes it's usually like 10 people per hour and you're kind of it's always a really small room so you're always trapped and you're always just making sure that there's no crazies or anyone you have beef with or um 
you know, exes. Or <laughs> that, that is the benefit of the slotted <laughs> mic is that it's the only mic where you know in advance who's going to be there. But I do think the problem is because it's just 10 people, it's a very easy amount of time to keep paying attention. Right. So I feel like, and they're usually not at like blender or coffee drink mm-hmm. locations. So there's no distraction. So I think you get too much focus. Yeah, it can be daunting and it can be daunting sometimes to even just wanted like I don't always want to do five brand new minutes no I don't always have five minutes of new material yeah yeah I like to do three or four I think four is the perfect open mic length and so few are four minutes I know I know I it's a unicorn I think Sam Lindsay's mic I'm plugging Sam Lindsay's (laughs) mic at Oino Vino Thursdays at five I still got to go to that. If it's still happening now. Oh, With woo, the mask yeah. mandate back. I didn't even think about that. Do you think outdoor shows, like, do you think Dirt Pit now, the show that we're running and I'm plugging, mm-hmm. do you think? I like, think we'll be fine. Okay. Because it's outside. Yeah. I wouldn't even care. I mean, I don't, I don't think. <laughs> that's where I'm at. I think Selfishly enough, is. that's where I'm at with masks is like. I don't care. I did what I was supposed to do. Now I have to put a mask back on to protect the people who never did what they were supposed to do. I know, but I keep hearing about more and more people who are vaccinated getting it, and I don't want to be those people. Oh, are they getting really sick, though? No, but I hear a lot of people losing their taste and smell, which to me is like the worst symptom. Yeah, I don't want to have that happen. Although that could be like a... like just cheap man's diet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes women are anyone will joke about like oh i wish i could catch a tapeworm so i could like lose a couple pounds i mean julia our friend julia she is also a comic and she lost her taste and smell Mm -hmm. and she said that um it was shocking how rough it was on her mental health Mm. but you know what i did go through that so pretty sure (laughs) i'm one of these people that's like i had covid before it was a thing but i probably did because it was february of 2020 so they weren't saying there were even cases here yet it wasn't until like the end of february that they were like reported case in seattle or whatever it was just such a slow build it was definitely here before that and i got what i assumed was a flu but it was so brutal and i like had to ask my roommate to drive me to my doctor which was less than a mile away because i just the exhaustion was unlike anything i'd ever felt before i've had flus before that it was just so brutal and I get to the doctor, you know, they're not, nobody even had COVID tests yet. Yeah. So they threw a pack at me, but I, they did test me for the flu and I tested negative for the flu. Yeah, you had it. I had it. They gave me a pack. I came home, I was taking it. And then I noticed that all my food just tasted like my breath. Oh, that was the sensation. So yeah. it's enough with your mask making you smell your breath all day. Well, this was before that. masks. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. So it was just, you know, everything just tasted like my breath. And this was Ugh. way before anyone was talking about that, like, losing your smell and taste were a COVID thing because, like, nobody had COVID in America at that point, like, that also does check out because you mm-hmm. did have to work like all of the pandemic. And right. I feel like it's and so I, fortunate. I know. That I know. Get it. That's the other reason why I think I had it. I'm yeah. like, how is it that I worked the whole time and we know people that didn't do anything and caught it? And I'm just like outside <laughs> living my whole ass life yeah. the whole entire year and never got it. Yeah. Uh, though I hear people now are getting it twice. Like people have gotten it, mm-hmm. get vaccinated and are getting it again. Yeah. But... 
I will. I'm not. I'm not worried about Delta. Not for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about it for me. Yeah, but. I just don't want it to mutate, and I I can't right. go back inside. I can't I go back inside. No, no. it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can still do a podcast, but I don't. I don't think I can. But even this was so awkward to try to facilitate. Like during the last year and a half, doing it on Zoom. I did a couple in person ones where we would like the outside spread out. Oh. I bet the sound is weird on that, too. Yeah, it was. And the sound is hard with the actual, like, doing it over Zoom. That's tricky, too. And I'm, like, a Luddite, so I have, like, not even a laptop. It's just a shitty... You don't have a laptop? I don't have a laptop. I have a tablet. With I might get a, a new digital one soon. Keyboard. I'll yeah. just give you my old one. Oh, that would be it's my first great. laptop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You need a laptop. <laughs> I know. Living. Um, In the early 2000s. Does your so. tablet have a, a keyboard? It does have a keyboard, yeah. Okay. Okay. It, it functions as a laptop. Okay. But it's not respectable. Like, if I got hired tomorrow in a writer's room, I would have to <laughs> run out and go get a laptop because oh, it would yeah. not be appropriate. Uh, MacBooks are like $1,500. I know, and that's why I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> I have had mine since 2014, I think, mm-hmm. the same one. Okay. Yeah, and I go to, like, the deep, dark depths of the internet for my job. <laughs> I've been to every mommy blog in... Mm-hmm imaginable history how do you find them uh it's kind of through my job I like work with a lot of mommy bloggers Mm -hmm. and um yeah they've got some they've got some websites there's like a whole it's just like these women who like start these websites and all they do is review things we should start one honestly (laughs) we just get a website where we like review products and then people will send you products for free oh and then you just review them that's not a bad gig I know right I want to get like, I want to do it for like kitchen appliances and just Mm -hmm. get like air fryers. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have an air fryer? I don't. Do you? Yes. (gasps) It's the best thing I bought over quarantine. What, like, what do you make it? What's your like top air fryer recipe? Okay. So I'm mostly, this is lazy. I mostly use it to reheat stuff. French fries, right? Yeah. It's phenomenal for reheating French fries. Or like reheating. I'll even bring home, I have to take these headphones out. They're, (laughs) I'm getting like (laughs) feedback. Um, they're amazing for reheating like sandwiches if I get like a really good deli sandwich because then the bread gets crispy again yeah you always have to eat a sandwich I feel like you have to eat the whole thing because it's like not Mm -hmm. salvageable well you can put it in the air I won't get any kitchen appliance imaginable listen you can get a really good one for less than a hundred dollars and it's a game changer it's more of the space issue oh I've got gadgets yeah mine's on top of my fridge oh smart Smart. Can you reach the top of your <laughs> As long as it's like on the corner, then <laughs> I don't have to there. take the little stool out. <laughs> I have a stupid stool too. Mm-hmm. They make these apartments too big for us. They do. Um, I have a few drawers. Like there's cabinets over the oven that I can't use. <laughs> yeah, it's so unfair. It's actually full of other unused appliances. Like yeah. I have two crock pots in there. Then. Two crocks? Yeah. Okay, I've got one croc. I barely even, I don't even you use. You don't croc? No, I don't croc. Girl, you got a croc. <laughs> you got a croc this winter. I don't have the patience for crocking. Really? No, you just put it in the morning and then you go to work. Yeah, but I don't know bed. in the morning what I want to eat eight yeah, hours later. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You got to do it in the winter and it has to be stew. That's okay. That's the only, only real, uh, that's the only thing. I also use it for ribs. Ooh, see, I don't eat ribs. Oh, that's mm. fair. I don't eat ribs like regularly. <laughs> I should qualify. You're not just like BBQing <laughs> yeah, all, the time. all day long. Uh, no, just like in the summer, like once a year, you put them in the crock pot and then mm-hmm. you slap them on the grill. Ooh. I think the last time I used it, 
I've probably several times used it just to make a buffalo chicken dip for like oh, a Super Bowl party. Yes, that's a good move. Mm-hmm. Spin dip too. Yes, I should make spin dip. Yeah. Um, that reminds me for some reason that just made me think of like the artichoke dip from um, Ice House that I got food poisoning from. Did <laughs> no. I ever tell you about this? <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like you can't order anything there. Um, shit on comedy clubs kitchens <laughs> <laughs> they're actually really great support yeah they're not club. all support your local <laughs> comedy club and they're not all the same and i've certainly had like okay experiences too but most Mila, <laughs> most comedy clubs are just reheating frozen stuff yeah, so they have right. to yeah, yeah so i just think they have to be like more on top of making sure that things aren't like expired and stuff. And I was stuck at the ice house. I had had a spot in the smaller room and then a spot in the bigger room and they were like a couple hours apart. So I was just like there for the wow, night. Wow, you like camped out. I camped out. House. I was like, I'm having dinner at the ice house. Oh my God. <laughs> so romantic. Uh, and I got the spinach, <laughs> spinach artichoke dip and I got like so ill so fast. Oh, I was gross. like on stage feeling, you know, <laughs> bubble oh. guts. <laughs> Did it like make your set like better because you were like a little on it? Because I was I was rushed. Yeah, I actually <laughs> yeah. do have better sets when I'm rushed. I like, think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of my favorite sets have happened because like I thought I was gonna get up earlier and then my parking meter expired. Now I'm just like dying to get out of whatever room I'm in. Um, it gives so you I, a sense of urgency. It does. It gives you a sense of yeah. urgency. It just like makes it, it. It just does something to my energy where I'm like, keep it moving. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta make this important. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't even realize that you could be at the ice house for that long, to be honest. (laughs) Also, like when you have like a like real spot there, because I've only been like booked on people's like Mm -hmm. shows they independently produce there. Do they give you parking or do you still have to find gnarly parking? No, you still have to find gnarly parking, but I don't don't think I've ever been booked through them directly. I think every spot I've done there was an outside produced show. That's actually great that you had two. Mm Because every time I go over there, I'm like, this is such a journey. Yeah. Well, one was a booked show in the smaller room. And the one in the bigger room was the final round of a comedy contest. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Dante's comedy contest, which I remember. Did you ever do one of those? No, never. Um, It was one that I remember they like really pushed. They were like. Whitney Cummings has done this and Chris D'Elia has done this. I'm sure and I'm they like, have. I'm sure they went through the same hellish yeah. open mic Aww. circuit that we all had to. Yeah. And it's just funny that that's that guy's like claim to fame. And then what ended up happening was... Is it Dante the comic? Yes. Okay, yeah. I've seen I his think. name like... Yeah, like older guy. Sphere. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this kid won that I think was like using jokes out of like a joke book. Oh, no. And he was like 18 years old. How did he win? Because he had a great set of just jokes. I mean, if you did do jokes that are someone else's jokes and yeah, and you're like, performing them well, funny, yeah, why not? Uh, people will be none the wiser. Yeah, I guess that's true. I was talking to someone about this recently because they had a joke and they said they found out that someone else had the same joke and he was like, I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> and I was like, I guess that's fair because, like, are your jokes gonna run into each other? Like, right. probably not. Probably not. And I guess whoever gets it to TV first gets yeah, ownership of it. Is that so. the rule? I guess so. Mila, if I can put her away. Okay. And unpause for dog rounding up. <laughs> you literally just chased her around. I chase her around. <laughs> I, I couldn't even put her away. So she's going to bark more. It's going to happen again. I think I know who owns this house. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not me. <laughs> I don't think it's you. No, um, I sleep pen. in her room. <laughs> in her bed. In her bed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's so cute, though. Yeah, that, yeah, and that's why she gets away with everything. I, mean, I, I don't know if I would ever, you know, the thought comes to me of, like, if I had a giant yard, I would, you know, yeah, have yeah, yeah. an unhealthy amount of dogs, right? Oh, yeah. But I think about myself having, like, a huge dog that actually needs to be trained oh. and actually needs to be disciplined. Oh, I guess you're right. And I'm like, I don't know if I, I'm the one <laughs> because I don't discipline this dog. I, I don't think I could discipline a dog. I mean, When I have a dog, it will be the least mm-hmm. well-behaved <laughs> creature. But it's okay when it's a small dog because yeah, they really don't do any damage. Yeah. Does she like other dogs? No. <laughs> oh. She tolerates other dogs. She doesn't not like other dogs. She just doesn't. I think when people ask if she likes other dogs, they're inferring, like, is she going to play with another dog? Um, no, no, she won't. <laughs> she will coexist with any dog that is not um, coming up to That's her and, good. like, getting in her face. Yeah. Like, she can easily be with a pack of 15 dogs if they're not paying attention to her. Because didn't you say, like, if... um cookie stayed here they'd be fine together they'd be totally fine together yeah oh so cute yeah i would love to see the two of them together and you will just like ignoring each other Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) that's fine two queens Mm -hmm. yeah it'll be a lot of queens in this house (laughs) (laughs) i don't hate it um oh i was so okay i'm just gonna revert back what's your theory on if you hear a comic doing one of your jokes you know, I've never even gotten close. That's never happened to me to either. Or, wait a second. Actually, a number of years ago, um, a gal had done a roast joke that was exactly like a roast joke that I had done. But it's hard to get really super worked up about that because like I used it once for that roast yeah. and then threw it away and she's never going to use it again either. Do you think she found it through you or do you think it that's just like happened kind of? It felt like it was found through me wow. just because the it was such a specific joke. Okay. It was Same like a person? very specific joke. Or different person. Different person, different roast. Oh. Um, but it was like a joke about, I think mine was that trying to remember who it was for it was something about like people were doing um face swap like face swap on snapchat was really big that year yeah i remember this and so i think that my joke was something like you look like you face swapped with a vagina (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty good (laughs) and then it was basically the same like i heard that same joke like a month or two oh, later. Yeah, that's very specific. And it, it was just so specific. And yeah. there had been like a rumor amongst that community of roast people that another one of her jokes oh, from that same set was okay. also plagiarized off somebody else. So that kind of made it. But I get like sometimes you sign up for a roast battle and you don't understand how much work it's going to be. Yeah. And then you panic and you're like, well, I got to have jokes. Yeah, I've never done one. I'm a, a little scared that I'd be sad about the jokes. Oh, you wouldn't. Me. Really? You I feel wouldn't. Like I'm gonna, actually, I feel like all the jokes are going to be like really stupid terrorist jokes. And I'm going to mm. be like, okay, <laughs> dig a little deeper, dude. Yeah. And then I just, I don't know, like the idea of like writing a joke for like one thing that I can never use again just seems like. It's a good exercise, but it, it's a ton of work yeah, for yeah. sure. Like I ended up doing 11 of them. Because I had, I had yeah, been pretty yeah. good. I was like winning most of them. So I just yeah. kept doing them because it felt really good. And the exposure I hear is great. Yeah, it was yeah. decent exposure. But like very specific exposure to like a very specific. If you Group like want to end up working for Jeff Ross, you like yeah, go yeah. that avenue. And I'm yeah. like, there's other work. I'll, you know, diversify yeah. myself. And also didn't want to get. Um, 
I feel like there's maybe some comics who get like so deep into roasting that that just becomes like yeah, the thing they're the really thing. really good at yeah and then it's like yeah but you should work on your regular stand-up too <laughs> yeah i don't know I, but that's like a whole different genre mm-hmm. and journey totally and not where i i don't know i've never set foot inside the comedy store what i've never set one foot inside. did i not know this i don't know like this blows my I've mind been meaning to for a really long <laughs> time but i've only gone to the open mic maybe like five times tops and I've never mm-hmm. gotten picked oh so you've never just like gone into the OR to watch I've never seen a show there I've wow. been to the Laugh Factor I've been to the improv a ton of times mm-hmm. but for some reason the comedy store and I have never interesting yeah I maybe didn't know we that. need to maybe you need to take me. I would love to take you I'm so comfortable there. I know I know that's how I feel at the improv I'm like this is my club I know everyone mm-hmm. here granted I never get booked there but I know <laughs> everyone there well it's not like I'm past at the store but I think just because I was like so involved with Roast yeah, Battle, yeah. I had a podcast in the basement for yeah. over a year. So I would was going there on Thursday mornings for like two hours every wow. week to do my podcast in yeah. the basement. And that felt really cool because like, no, but you don't go into the basement. Like you would never even know it's there unless you're looking for it. Oh. And it's not like open to the public or anything like that. But they did build that studio down there and I would go down there every week and there was like cleaning supplies and there's this back room just full to the brims of like antiques like old furniture from when it was zeros and like old posters of like Andy Kaufman and stuff and it was just it felt like being in a comedy museum basically and that part of it like I I nerd out about the like history part of the store of course um and also I have just like a very intense relationship with that building because I would not have become a comedian if it wasn't for the store. Really? Like that's literally for how I stumbled. Improv. Oh, yeah. really? Funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I stumbled on stand-up because I had like oh. tickets to go watch a show in the original oh. room and I sat there all night and like had never been into stand-up at all. Um, and then I like sat through the whole show and, and basically was like, this is a job. I want this job. <laughs> that's what everyone always asks you. I know for me, it was I went to the improv once. My friend is like a booker and she got like tickets there for free. And we went and I always thought stand up was like really hokey because I've just mm-hmm. seen like stand up on TV. And then I remember Natasha Legera went up and I was like, whatever she's doing (laughs) is what I want to be doing Mm because I just thought she was I was like girls can be funny what I had no idea I literally had no idea Mm -hmm. and then I was like oh yeah I'm into this yeah she's still my favorite oh I love her (laughs) who's she barking at nobody oh nobody (laughs) the phantoms Mm -hmm. she's like I hate Natasha Legero. I'm more of an Ali Wong girl myself (laughs) You know, I don't think I've ever seen Natasha Leggero live. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I wonder if we could book her on Dirt Pit. You think that's a stretch? I don't know. It's probably a bit of a stretch. Maybe she has people, though. Yeah, mic material. Yeah. Yeah, she can bring whatever, like, EFGH material she wants. Yeah. I'm fine. (laughs) I'd be okay with that. I do really look up to, like, I've seen her special. Yeah. I like that she has always been just, like, oh, I'm going to be this fashion queen on stage yes. and like the gloves and the yes. whole getting just like really dolled up because sometimes I like to lean into that and get really dressed up for shows. I feel weird being like dressed up on shows. I mm-hmm. tend to dress down. I tend to dress down. Yeah. I think most of us as female comics tend yeah. to dress down because that's what we've been told to do. But sometimes I actually prefer to take it the opposite way and just like get dressed like I'm going out on the town. And to me, I'm like, 
oh, I'm creating an extra challenge for myself, getting yeah. up there in like full makeup and nice clothes and high heels because now I kind of have to dig myself out of a hole because maybe they like won't like me in, originally. Yeah. And then it feels like more of a win when I get them. There's definitely like a what you walk on stage with, like there's like such a different hurdle. Like I feel like if you walk out and you're like a large man with a beard, mm-hmm. like everyone's there for you yeah everyone is ready to go a neck beard yeah (laughs) yeah and you like are dressed badly and you Mm -hmm. clearly like don't eat fruit like (laughs) you go on stage and they're like we're here for you but Mm -hmm. I do think when you're like a girl you always walk out with a certain level of "Ooh, is she gonna be good Mm -hmm. yeah that's why I feel like I I gotta land them in like 20 seconds yeah yeah or they're gone (laughs) forever I feel that way too I definitely feel pressure um And recently I've been having this like battle with myself where I'm like, I'm going to do more crowd work. I'm going to teach myself to do crowd work. And then I don't because I have just such insane insecurities about like if I don't get a laugh right away. I know. And then if I start going into material right away to like get those laughs that are guaranteed, then I'm not going to end up getting out of it. I'm going to like sink into my material and like not pull out to try to do crowd work. Crowd work is so hard and weird. I know, but I really want to learn. And I the know. only way I'm going to learn is by doing it. <laughs> Maybe let's just get real messy at Dirt Pit and let it go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Just crowd work away. I was also wondering, do you, when you host shows, do you ever do banter? I've never done banter and that also makes me extremely I have nervous. done a lot of banter. Is so it bad or is it good? <laughs> no, I think it's it's good. Um, I had good banter with um, Josh Lanzett for our show, for the jump off. Um, do you plan it in advance? No, we never planned it in advance and I used wow. to try to plan it with Allie when we had our West Side show and we would go up there and like banter. And was it good? It was fine. Yeah, okay. it was fun for us. Okay. I remember enjoying it. Yeah, maybe we'll give it a try. Yeah. Because it's something I, I'm interested in, but I'm just worried. Uh, I don't know. It could go sideways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could totally go sideways. I had a little moment, and this is like still me just like coming back from not doing comedy consistently for over a year. Yeah. They told me the other night that I had like a 12-minute set, and so I picked out <laughs> exactly 12 yeah, minutes yeah. worth of material, And I get to the end of everything and I still hadn't been lit. And I had this moment of like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Let me me pull closer out of my ass that wasn't the one that I just already did. (laughs) That's a a post-COVID problem because I Mm -hmm. feel like I never had problem like winging my set time. But now before every show, I'm like, how many minutes is it? Yep. Because if I don't, like, mm-hmm. I'm not cool right now. Same, same. <laughs> I, I'm not, like, as loose as yeah. I was before. Yeah. And hosting the other night was a trip because it was my first time I had hosted something Ooh, post-pandemic. Yeah, I hosted yet. I got lucky because it was, like, a hot room and they, yeah. like, did not need anything from me. Right. Like, it just went well right away. Um, but it made me nervous because I was like, shit, it's my first time hosting. I don't think I have like host energy I don't either. Have host I'm energy. not that. Neither of us are that <laughs> so comic. Like low yeah. Key. I feel like the best hosts are just like explosive yeah. and like really talk to the audience and like Brad really Silvester, get number one. Yeah. Host in yeah. Los Angeles. Any anyone that can like just have that particular type of yes. energy. It's it's a totally different job. It's not like not everybody should host and whatever. Anytime I'm asked to, of course I will because yeah, I don't turn down shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. But it's definitely something that I'm like, this isn't my strong suit. Yeah, me neither. I don't know how to like, I always feel weird when you're like, everyone makes some noise and then they mm-hmm. do. And I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're so stupid. <laughs> Or I, the other thing I hate is when you bring someone up, like, I hate, like, give it up for, or, mm-hmm. like, 
make some noise for like I never know like what do you say or you just shout their name or yeah. just like that I say line. keep it going keep and it I say <laughs> what was I doing the other night yeah I was saying keep it going for like get loud for it like I, <laughs> I do yeah I know but then like you hear it and you're like I'm so repetitive but I'm sure nobody is like, nobody cares yeah. it's I think similar to like when you ask people how you want them to be brought up and they tell you credits or they don't tell you anything and then you get in your head about like oh I have to say this I right know. I have to say this person was on Jimmy Fallon and not Jimmy Kimmel and I'm gonna forget when I get up there blah 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 um and that's another thing that I'm like I don't think the audience is caring <laughs> yeah and um, I feel like I always like think about, um, you know how we all say our names at the end of sets and we always like repeat their names. Like audience mm-hmm. don't think about you at all. No. Like they go home and they're like, I like the one with the hair and yep. I like the one who did the joke about like pants. Uh-huh. And then they never think about you again. They never think about you again. <laughs> Ever again. They didn't hear your name. It didn't yes, register. They don't care. They they're don't not going to learn it. Person who's like going after anything. They just think you existed in this one moment for mm-hmm. them. And now you're gone. I know. I always wonder if I'm going to like run into people in different circumstances and they're going to be like, you look so familiar and I'm going to have to figure out yeah. if they know me from stand up, if they know me because I like notarized something for them. I, know. <laughs> I, I meet so many different people throughout the day. I know, especially being a female comic. Like I feel like everyone remembers us because there's so few of us mm-hmm. in the comedy scene. Right. And then with the male comics, I'm so bad about like being like, hi, I'm Lynn. And they're like, yeah, we've met. whoops you're all the same yeah they are all the same there's just so many i know there's just so many yeah with beards neck beards yeah neck beards juicy neck beards and then there's also like the other guy which is like the skinny guy (laughs) (laughs) and i can't remember that guy either (laughs) there's just inevitably when you come across so many people i'll get there's people who look alike that i get confused all the time uh, I had a conversation about somebody <laughs> with this exact same thing. And she said two female comics that seem exactly the same to her. Mm-hmm. And it, I was like, I would have never thought they were the same. But now that you say that, I like completely mm-hmm. understand what you mean. The funniest thing to me was when um, Katrina Davis told me that when she first met me and Allie, that um, and like. Al, for listeners Allie is my friend who has a very similar build and dark brown hair yeah, like yeah. we could like it makes sense while yeah. we're friends uh, we both look like just tiny Jewish girls <laughs> that's, uh, true. <laughs> that's true and so Katrina used to refer to us as the backpack twins because we were always <laughs> rolling up to places with like designer backpacks, backpacks. <laughs> that's cute looking alike and like showing up as a duo you have very different personalities though very yeah yeah, yeah. I never confused you two but I could see that I always say that I feel like if anyone was going to confuse me with someone it would be Kadi Asad mm. I feel like we're the same because we went to the same college we're both like ambiguously ethnic we're both like a little scrappy mm-hmm. comedians pretty nice overall yeah <laughs> I, we're both nice. I wouldn't confuse you guys but that's just yeah, from yeah. knowing you guys yeah, yeah but we always say that like she always says because she's an actor mm-hmm. that she's like a hundred percent sure if I was an actor we would be at every audition together oh, that's funny yeah yeah that makes sense yeah do you go on auditions I don't yeah I've either. never really tried to act I don't want it yeah I'm really bad at it I'll do it if Ask. um somebody asks me yeah. to yeah absolutely yeah. But then whenever they do, I'm like, oh, you made a bad job. <laughs> Someone's probably better at this. I'm trying to remember when the last audition I even had was. Girl, I don't know. Uh, my last one was Harry Moros made a pilot 
teaser mm. and then he had me audition for like the lead part and I was like I'm gonna be bad at this audition <laughs> and he was like no no come anyway and then I went and I was bad <laughs> and I was like why did you make me do this but then they ended up uh casting Katrina nice yeah yeah funny yeah yeah is she an actress or I think it's the same I think like yeah we take- when asked when asked yeah Yeah, I did um I mean I've actually for someone who's not pursuing acting I've been in three failed pilots it's kind of a point (laughs) of pride and (laughs) now um and I my last one and in retrospect I'm I'm so glad that this thing didn't premiere but I did um I've filmed a whole ass pilot for a dating show for E <laughs> that ended oh. up getting scrapped. Oh. Um, and on it, I went on three dates. It reminded me of something that like MTV would have done 15 yeah, years yeah. ago. Cause I went on three dates and then I had to pick my favorite and then go on oh. like a super date with him. All were in the they episode. all awful? They were all awful. I mean, they were like each one worse yeah. than the next. The first guy, I can barely even remember, but his thing was that he had like written a song for me. So I had to like, stand there and let him serenade oh, me which no. to me is the cringiest worst no. thing if you pull out a guitar in front of me i will no. smash that thing over your head I like never, please don't put me in that position <laughs> never dated a guy mm-hmm. who didn't play the guitar yeah and it's the worst you <laughs> never want to hear a guy play a song you never want them it's to so write cringy song why you. is it so cringy i don't know and they all think you're gonna love it they all think like, you're gonna oh. love it they all are expecting you to just like start crying <laughs> so emotional in front like, of them is this can we yeah can we cut this off yeah i'm like i would rather never hear music again <laughs> even if they're good it's still like please just it's don't. still pretty bad yeah i had a like a boyfriend i said use that term loosely because <laughs> it was eighth grade <laughs> And, you know, I had been seeing him for, what, a couple of weeks. Pretty normal middle school relationship length. Mila. And he, again, air quotes, cheated on me. <laughs> With my uh, best friend. So he, like, talked to her? I think they made out they made like out. we had made out and they then they made and out. Dance. And so I was like, I'm not doing this with you anymore. And, you know, had this very dramatic breakup. And then um, he was devastated that I uh, wouldn't talk to him. So he, a guitar player, singer, songwriter. Oh, um, no. Eighth grade guitar singer, eighth, songwriter. Yeah. He was oh. a little older. So he was probably in like 10th grade. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hot. Hot. Um, he wrote me. He burned me an entire CD <gasps> of songs that he wrote that were like apology songs. Oh, no. <laughs> and literally it was something along the lines of like, Galena, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I hurt you like <laughs> acoustic guitar. Do you still have that? I wish. Oh my god. I freaking wish I had it. Um I remember taking it to school with my like a CD player, you know, take bringing it into the cafeteria and being like, "Guys, Everyone. listen to this CD." Yeah. <laughs> I would I would watch like a pop-up video of that with mm-hmm. you hosting for yeah. sure. I wish. I wish I <laughs> yeah. still had it. I'm so sad I don't. I think I had it in with I had like one of those booklets of CDs and mm-hmm. at some point in college I had a car that got broken into and like all that stuff got stolen so some rando so some random that. crackhead in Cleveland has my Andy apologizing to me CD I <laughs> hope that is like his anthem now and he like changed his life because of that album he's like I don't know who Galena is but this but- guy is so sorry and I'm sorry to Galena <laughs> and I will change and reform my ways. And now he's president. I don't know. Yeah. Of Cleveland. Of Cleveland. <laughs> he's the mayor. Yeah. I think that's how that works. 
Oh my god. Okay, uh, so the first guy you date is the singer-songwriter on this show. That wasn't he, Oh yeah, on the show, back to the show. I'm like the first guy I dated in real life was like this guy <laughs> I met at the roller rink. <laughs> His name was Brandon and he had spiky gelled hair. Um, I'm jealous of your like um, youthful dating history because I like wasn't allowed to date growing up. So I had no boyfriends until college. Mm, And I had like all the boyfriends (laughs) through college (laughs) and I'm like not since. No (laughs) No more. (laughs) Um, They get worse. They do get worse. The second date and this gets worse. The second date on the show. Um was with a guy who uh, I guess taught MMA. And oh. so he decided he would teach me like, a, it's a reverse choke. It's like a, I, know how, I don't know what it's called, but it's you're behind the person and you're using like the sharp part of your forearm okay. to like choke them. And he was teaching me that. Ooh. But this is happening at um, like Malibu wines and it's, um, it's not a good look. It's about a hundred degrees out oh, and I'm yeah. in five inch stilettos cause yeah. I'm trying to look cute for the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he keeps making me repeat this choke and I'm like, I'm going to fall. We're on unstable ground. We're on like a hillside. I'm in these heels. It's hot out. He keeps making me repeat this like weird move. That's like his big like TV. Moment. That's his big TV moment wow. of like, I'm going to teach this girl this choke. And then the third guy, I don't even remember what his thing was, but he was just like so much more like quote unquote normal. Okay. So he okay. was the one that I had like yeah, picked yeah. for the yeah. the big finale date. And for the big finale date and what people might not understand if they've never like filmed anything for television is that things take so freaking long to film. You don't even understand how long like a director will be trying to get their shot and how many mm. times you have to redo something. So we were in one of those paddle boats in the lake and they left us in the paddle boat for two hours and that is not a fun amount of time to be in a paddle boat Do they give and it was you hard like work scripts or anything or you're like completely just- it was unscripted but they gave you guidelines okay. like they they had Allie was in the episode with me and they had her like hyping me up in the car they told her like ask her about her dating history ask her like what was her last breakup so and so they, they're feeding her the lines <laughs> and then they're filming it as if she and I are having yeah, this yeah. genuine conversation yeah. about my dating life and then, yeah, I got left with this guy in this paddle boat for two hours while oh, they were boy. like, okay, go across the lake one more time. We're get, we have to get this scene over here with you guys in the back. And I, it was just so torturous. Uh, was he just like a dude or was he like an aspiring something? He was an aspiring actor. Okay. Yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah. I figured as much. Of course. Yeah. There's no reason for anybody to be there other on than like, TV. oh, we're all trying to get on TV, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody was just telling me about a guy who is like a host of an E show and his like trajectory was he started on reality TV and Mm -hmm. then he got that hosting gig. So it's like not a bad idea. Exposure is exposure, right? Like if you can get your foot in the door and people like your personality and you're trying to do something that involves being a public figure, more power to you. I mean, look at the Jersey Shore people. I mean, don't look at the Jersey Shore people. <laughs> but they're like they're not kind of even partying eyesore, anymore. But they're not they partying still anymore. have shows. They're still working. I know. There's an amazing amount. I, I shouldn't judge. I watch like the Real Housewives <laughs> of everywhere. Um, Everybody loves the Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need. Isn't there one of New Jersey? There's I, one of New Jersey. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think they're from like near where I grew up. Yeah. yeah. You, you've never seen it? No, I've never seen a Real Housewives. It's great if you love trash TV. I mean, it's super mind-numbing, so it's it's perfect for that. Like, I just recently got back into it, and I caught up on Beverly Hills, and now I'm catching up on New York. 
And I just love how crazy they are. I mean, they do not get along. They're all unhinged. The things that they argue about, I'm like, you're 50 years old and you're arguing about this? <laughs> Have at it. But they wouldn't be on TV if they didn't argue about those types of things. Are they the people who open, bi- uh, no, open Sir, the restaurant? Yeah, so that's okay. that's one of the now been, former uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills. Have you been to Sir? I've been to, trash. is that the one with the uh, tree in the back? Uh, it might. I don't know. No, maybe that's Pump. I've been to Pump. Pump. They're right next to each other. Oh, then I've been to both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're fine. They're overrated. They're just like bougie because they're famous, you know? Yeah, but the food... My boss came into town and like she like loves Real Housewives and Mm -hmm. she's like, of all the restaurants in LA... And you know how like... There's like good restaurants in LA. A lot. And she's got money to drop. Mm -hmm. She's like, of all the restaurants in LA, I want to go to Sir. And it was such a trash restaurant. That's so funny. The food was terrible. I remember I ordered something and it just tasted like the inside of my kitchen sink. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) So bad. Oh God. And there's this like appetizer that I guess I talk about all the time on Mm -hmm. the show. And they're like, this is the best appetizer. And they ordered it. It was awful. It was awful. I could see that. And all the housewives are like... they'll show them eating and stuff but then i'm like yeah but what about how long is she getting on the treadmill for because she's like 50 and really worried about her calories and like they're pretty open about stuff like that they do have that like dog rescue though they do have a dog rescue so i do appreciate that i haven't been in but it's like bright pink and Mm -hmm. but i don't know if their dogs are actual rescue dogs i don't know what the situation i don't know what the situation is (laughs) (laughs) they're like million dollar poodles that they're like yeah rescued definitely neglected for sure that could be wrong it could be i don't know i'll investigate i'll follow up (laughs) (laughs) some hard-hitting journalism Mm -hmm. right here i went to um i feel like this just reminded me because this is like immediately in that area but i went to like a very bougie workout class this is morning over there oh, at which one? Uh, rumble oh is that like you're on like a like a wiggle machine no <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing <laughs> <laughs> that does sound i believe you that, <laughs> that that's a, a thing, thing because it would be um but this was boxing oh but, oh that sounds cool <laughs> but it's like girly boxing yeah, yeah, where no, they're not like actually that. concerned about like your form and how good you are yeah, at learning the punch yeah, yeah. they're just kind of going oh jab cross jab cross like they're doing that and then you like step to the other side of the room and then you do like squats and stuff oh cool yeah so I it wasn't like boxing heavy but that's like the theme of yeah. it and i feel like i mean i liked it um it wasn't authentic boxing that's yeah. for sure yeah. <laughs> i think there was maybe one guy in the whole class but i love the culture of like that there's just infinite weird boutique gyms oh, for yeah. literally everything you could ever come up with there was one on beverly right um right where kind of we live in west hollywood and it was just a sandbox what it was just a sandbox and i think it was called sandbox (laughs) (laughs) and i would just walk by and it would just be like a sandbox and it was tiny 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 and people would like be doing squats Mm -hmm. and i think people would be like fake surfing oh my god no 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 (laughs) and then the rumble one you were talking about i did there was one and you had this like device and it was just this like vibrating device and you just Mm -hmm. did all your workouts how on funny this vibrating device and then our friend worked at the little miniature trampoline oh place <laughs> why didn't we ever go there i don't know i'm sad we never went there because it was never um i mean there was a physical location open and now there is again um but yeah i just was like i don't really want to spend 40 dollars to jump on a little trampoline i, know. I can do that in my apartment <laughs> yeah 
Um, oh, I just saw an ad for another gym that it, I don't know what, it's like a hit gym, mm-hmm. but it's like on a rooftop and like a really like sexy part of like Beverly Hills, West Hollywood. And the class they were advertising was bikini DJ. Oh no. Workout. <laughs> <laughs> And I watched a video of it and it's literally girls like in bikini. It was like a club. Mm-hmm. But then some people were doing burpees. <laughs> <laughs> it's very bizarre. Oh my God. I get, I was even nervous this morning because I knew Rumble was trendy and I was like, is everyone oh, going to no. be like super trendy looking and have like these matching workout outfits and then I'm going to feel like a nerd because I'm actually there to try to get a sweat. Like, yeah. and ch- I don't know. There. Have you heard of Rise Nation? I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it. It's a climbing gym, but it's Mm. just like these machines and you just kind of like kind of step on them. Oh, so it's like a treadmill machine? Kind of, but your hands are on these like little like, I don't know. Like little boulders? Yeah, like Mm -hmm. little boulders. And then they just move up and down. Funny. And and you do that for the workouts only 25 minutes. But apparently you do it and you're like, this is the worst. I mean, climbing is really hard. I haven't like actual mountain climbed, but I... We don't have the body type for mountain climbing. You got to be like a spider. You do got to be like a spider. um, But my old roommate, Rachel, goes to like an indoor climbing gym the one in hollywood yeah and she took me once and i was like this is so freaking hard it's really hard it's so hard on your grip yeah and that's the thing that got tired first for me i was like i could physically keep going but my hands are done um the one thing i like about it is i'm very attracted to lanky men (laughs) 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 and it's like just like where they all go to that is where they all go get in shape so i'm just there like and lanky men love like small ethnic girls so I'm just like <laughs> winning That's the so lottery funny. there I just this is your man in. rock climb um he doesn't do it like he doesn't have a membership mm-hmm. but whenever we do go he he's just like a spider like when mm-hmm. we go hiking it's the I work out like three to four days a week and I'll be like struggling up a hill and because he weighs like 120 pounds and his legs are like 35 feet long mm-hmm. he just like gazelles up the mountain <laughs> and it's insane because you know like when we go hiking we'll like stop it's and be effort. like we're dying yeah and, yeah but we also get better gossip in so he's not <laughs> he's not working out his mouth as much <laughs> that's so true yeah um what's like your workout routine my go-to so i've been doing crossfit for i want to say i started in 2011 Oh, you were like with it. Yeah. That's I started, when it like started, started, right? I started before it was canceled. Now it's canceled. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know about the cancellation saga? Not really. Oh, this, Tell is, me. this is a good one. So I did CrossFit, you know, like I was never like going to the game. I was a little competitive. I used mm-hmm. to do like competitions, which is very embarrassing <laughs> to admit now in my life. Um, but CrossFit during Black Lives Matter... I believe the head of CrossFit posted something that was just like a little like tone deaf and off Mm. color. And then everyone just kind of blew up and all this media came out and you realize that everyone who does CrossFit, like for the most part, everyone who's in the games is like a wealthy white person Mm -hmm. because the only way to... Well, who else is like lifting 90 pound tires? Exactly. And like who has enough like money and resources to be able to not have a job and just like train like that Mm -hmm. it's just like wealthy white people and it's all based around a culture of like um fitness for military and fitness for um like police officers so Mm -hmm. there's always been this weird 
kind of tone. And there's like a lot of very religious people in CrossFit. That surprises me. No, it's like, it's, if you, the games, it's like a lot of people are like, God will help me lift this weight. And it's like, okay. He won't. No. <laughs> but then they have this like faith in themselves that mm-hmm. I don't have. So mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe God will help Yeah, you maybe they're just training weight. to like push the next Noah's yeah. Ark into the sea. <laughs> I met I a guy get strong and push his boat. <laughs> I know, right? I don't know. But then, um, so yeah, so they canceled all the CrossFit gyms pretty mm-hmm. much around here because they're all like liberal and mm-hmm. um, forward thinking pretty much they left the affiliation mm-hmm. and um now oh because it was like a because the name crossfit was branded sort of like Bikram. yeah so all the crossfit gyms you pay for the name crossfit oh, so now it. a lot of them are like training center or mm-hmm. like fitness routine or something <laughs> but i think it's gotten better because i think crossfit it, it's such a weird culture of um it's like a bunch of people who are too aggressive mm-hmm. getting together and like edging each other on to be more aggressive. <laughs> it's it weirdly reminds me a lot of stand up. It's like a lot of people who need a lot of attention and are very competitive mm-hmm. and it's like fueling each other in this kind of cult like way. And then the people who are the best at it, everyone admires and the people who are like, um, you know, just starting out like nobody talks mm-hmm. they're very you can get into any cult you want in los angeles you really can i mean <laughs> there pick your there's real yeah. cults like we got real we got scientology and then we got like crossfit and stand comedy up. yeah yeah the similarities are so funny but it's mm-hmm. always funny to me because stand-ups are always like crossfit full of douchebags and i'm like actually crossfit people are really nice like <laughs> you're all douchebags i don't like the word douchebag mm-hmm. but i'm quoting them yeah in perspective I didn't know that. I guess I just didn't know it was like even a collective brand that that name was yeah. like trademarked. Yeah, but I thought that was just it. the name for what it is to. Well, I mean, I interpret CrossFit. I think I've taken like a class or two as just like explosive movements and picking yeah. up heavy stuff. Yeah. So that I thought was just what that was called. <laughs> oh, no, there's like a whole universe. And every year and this is gone now because CrossFit is canceled mm-hmm. is they had this thing called the open. And during the open, everyone who does CrossFit at every gym competes in the same workouts. And this is like the top people and then just like people like you and me. Mm-hmm. And then they rank you. And um, when I started, I was like, a thousand in California which mm-hmm. is so wild but then over the years it got bigger and bigger and then I kept getting like bumped lower and lower and lower and then I got older and less mm-hmm. in shape but um so yeah everyone competes in the same workouts and then whoever wins goes to the games and then the games is just this like insane kind of like Olympics um full of huge people yeah doing things that nobody's body should do <laughs> And then like pulling semi trucks with their yeah <laughs> yeah basically basically what is what are like the workouts because I don't remember um it's like they always call it like functional fitness and it's a mix of weightlifting mm-hmm. gymnastics cardio and um I think that's like and uh what is it like like strongman kind mm-hmm. of stuff like picking up big balls and yeah. <laughs> Thinking of big balls. Lifting boulders. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's only like, I want to say like 50 movements or something total. And it's oh, just okay. constantly cycling them. Mm-hmm. 
I hate that I'm the expert of CrossFit in the comedy Yeah, but community. I don't know anybody that's done as much yeah. of it as you have. Yeah, I really stuck with it. I don't know. I just never... I, I was a dancer growing up, like, mm-hmm. from childhood through high school and then in college I was like oh I have to pay for these classes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then I stopped and then my body just like needed some sort of outlet I guess and it felt it's so much like dance class because you go multiple times a week and the Mm -hmm. same people are there and you're like training and you're getting better and it's kind of a discipline but also can be artistic in its own weird way and there's a sense of community so there are positives um also everyone's really hot oh i mean yeah that helps yeah. that always helps yeah. yeah so you get to go and see hot people sometimes celebrities go because <laughs> it's la yeah um and sometimes uh, i told you i'd bring this up at some point sometimes you get to have your stomach muscles explode what does that mean <laughs> so i got this rare disease from crossfit called rhabdomyolysis and this is like a crossfit specific disease it's kind of a crossfit disease i think a lot of people get it in soul cycle mm. and what happens is so you know when you work out your muscles expand mm-hmm. so what happened is my muscles expanded so much so fast they actually tore <gasps> yeah it sounds really painful yeah it was gross and then they tear and then um basically your muscles are full of blood uh protein Mm -hmm. so when uh it tears uh that much protein exits your muscles and goes into your bloodstream and then if that gets into your kidneys i want to say you can have kidney failure and die like if i didn't get it treated i would have died wow And um, I got it in my stomach. People who do rhabdo get it in their, or do soul cycle get it in their legs. Mm. And then I think some people get it in their arms. Their like biceps will swell up to like the size of like a balloon. <laughs> god, they probably get excited yeah. about it and don't know it's like a disease. Oh my god, my abs were so on point right before they <laughs> blew up. <laughs> oh, no. I looked in the mirror and I was like, when did that happen? <laughs> They were like so pronounced. And I how did you know that, that it abs. was like something was wrong, though? Because as someone that works out a lot, like I, kn- I know and I have an expectation that I'm going to get sore. How did you yeah. know that it was like something worse than you're just sore? It So it hurt like a little bit the next day. And I still went and worked out. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's just a little pain. I'm just a little sore. And I did like a full workout. Mm-hmm. I remember doing the workout. And then it got to the point where I couldn't even like sit up. Like I was just like hunched over. I was in so much pain. And then I told the woman who owned my gym and she was like, what workout did you do? And I did this workout that she hadn't programmed Mm -hmm. that I had like found on my own and did on my own. So I don't blame anyone for this, but myself. Um, And I did 75 GHD sit-ups. Do you know what GHD sit-ups are? I don't think so. It's like a machine you sit on and you do a sit-up, but... No one can see this, so it's a little hard to explain. You sit on a machine, and then you lean all the way back, and Mm -hmm. you, like, touch the ground behind you with your hands. I guess people will be near a computer or something and can look this up. (laughs) And then you shoot yourself up. So it's like a I've never seen this machine. It's it's a little scary, but it's, Mm -hmm. like, fun, and it's a great exercise Mm -hmm. if you do it reasonably. But I did 75, which is a little bit of an unreasonable amount. (laughs) of them and then um yeah so I was hunched over I told the woman at my gym what I did and she was like oh no she was like just drink (laughs) lots and lots and lots and lots of water and hopefully it will get better and I drank so much water Mm -hmm. 
And then I did research and I found out it was this thing. I went to the doctor. They were like, nobody gets that thing. That's such <laughs> a rare disease. There's no way you have that. You have an appendicitis. We're going to mm-hmm. do an ultrasound. And then in the middle of the ultrasound, like the doctor like runs in through the door and he's like, it's rhabdomyolysis. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said that because I drank so much water, I had been self-medicating. So like in a way she like, wow, really she saved like, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did. So I'm always very grateful to her. You would get a rare worked out too much. Condition. Yep. <laughs> Only me. And then um, they had a bunch of like student like like doctors come Mm -hmm. in and they were like we're just so excited we never thought anyone would ever get this how do you feel this is such an exciting disease for you to have and I was like I hate you all so much please leave you turned into a lab subject (laughs) I was and then people kept coming in like the nurses and the IV people and they were like well honey why did you work out so much you know you don't have to work out that much you can just take it easy if you want like just go on the bike Mm -hmm. a few days a week and one guy told me he was like you know who lives the longest little old ladies who do nothing but drink tea and then walk to the store once a week and come back and he was like where's the evidence for that (laughs) but that's like i i think we can all aspire to that yeah i mean he's right about like little old ladies who drink a lot of tea (laughs) that part i guess the antioxidants make sense to me but and the little old ladies just that like women live longer than men so that adds up but at the same time I think that those are probably the most cautious people in the world that have spent their entire lives being like what's going on back here (laughs) who's behind me what's in front of me let me pay attention let me take notes and like stay on top of stuff but if your stomach muscles haven't exploded have you really lived (laughs) (laughs) no you sound like such a bro (laughs) oh it was the worst but it's definitely made me aware about like what I want for my life and being mm-hmm. in a hospital ever again is not <laughs> what I want. It is so, have you ever been hospitalized? Um, I actually have not been like properly. Well, how long were you in the one. hospital? I only had to be there for like, it was like a day and then a mm-hmm. night and then a day. Okay. I was well, out. knock on wood, I've not yeah. been overnight, but I've had, I was just having this conversation with a friend. One time I had to get like a, a birthmark removed off my face and it was so deep oh. that they like put me out. Wow. They put me under anesthesia yeah. for it. And I don't think there's anything on this earth that I enjoy more than the feeling of anesthesia. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Like it was the best under? sleep I've ever gotten. Yeah, that's true. It was the most refreshed I've ever felt. Oh. And it was just like rolling into like a liquid heaven that I have just not like really nothing has felt like that. And if the, they figured out a way to make that some kind of like recreational <laughs> drug, I would be in so much trouble because I just remember being like, damn, that anesthesia, that was the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe get some more molds removed. I don't know. The next yeah. time you like haven't gotten a good night's sleep. Right. In a while. <laughs> I had my first ever, um, I took Ambien for the first time. I've never taken it. It's great. I, mean, <laughs> I see the appeal. Yeah, I love a over the count or a prescription mm-hmm. something something once. Yeah, in a while. and I'm never one. I like don't. I'm not like into pills. I don't yeah. take pills for. I don't even have anything prescribed to me. Yeah, yeah. But a friend gave it to me for um, recovering from the second COVID shot. Oh yeah. Which is good because the that first night I did awful. not sleep. The first night was awful. You know, me I was either. feverish. Super common experience. Didn't yeah. sleep. So the next day I was super tired and I was like, let me make sure that I get the most out of tonight's sleep because that's now I'm making up for two days and and, you get better. Yeah. And you get better. And so I took the Ambien and it did kind of resemble that like 
liquidy falling asleep sensation. It it just feels velvety. Oh, and deep, deep, And deep, deep. yeah. Yeah. Like, you wake up and you're like, oh, I slept. Yeah. (laughs) The first time I got prescribed Xanax for planes, I get really anxious on planes. Mm -hmm. And I took one on like a 14-hour flight and literally woke up 12 hours into the flight. Wow, fantastic. How is this possible? Yeah. Why are they not like giving this out like candy Mm -hmm. but I guess people get really addicted to it but I don't I don't think I would get like I would never take Xanax and go to a party Mm -hmm. like it's it makes you very sleepy but I guess everyone has different yeah everyone has different chemistry and like people are predisposed to addiction and stuff like that I've also had a couple good experiences with Xanax like also on a plane and then one time to get over like a sickness or something yeah yeah um and yeah it was just nice but it was not a way it did kind of make me feel like a shell of a person which is how I know that I would never do it on a regular basis I should add on that 12 hour flight I got off and um within an hour realized I left my phone on the plane oh no (laughs) (laughs) maybe I was a little too relaxed (laughs) what yeah that's not ideal um do you take any kind of uh like vitamins or anything for like workout recovery um I've gone through phases with that because for CrossFit it's like everyone who's there takes 3,000 supplements of course and I went through like a 3,000 supplement phase but it's really expensive Mm -hmm. and um protein powders are really gross to me yeah I have a really hard time stomaching them or like I'll like one for like a little and then at some point the flavor will just Mm -hmm. oh they're so gross and like weird and fakey but now I started taking and this is mostly because for my day job I write wellness articles I've started taking a probiotic okay which is supposed to be great do you feel a difference um Uh, Oh, I did start taking collagen and my nails have grown longer. Okay, nice. So I do think that might be legitimate. Yeah. But But I heard collagen just digests as into protein, that it doesn't really stay collagen because you can't really like eat collagen. Oh. That once you you metabolize it, it just becomes protein. Oh, so that's not even doing anything for me? Unless if there's biotin in it, then it probably is. Is that, I'm just doing whatever I can to keep my skin looking young. Mm -hmm. That's my new big. Yeah, that's been my big thing too, but... SPF and retinol. Sunscreen, yeah. yeah. Retinol. Okay, I got to add that in. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the probiotic I started taking because, I, again, I'm writing all these wellness articles and again and again and again for like every every condition, the one thing that like these expert sources keep recommending to me is probiotics because your gut is like, do you know about this? It's connected to your brain. Yes, yeah. I had no idea. There's like one nerve or something that connects them. So mm-hmm. your gut like controls like how stressed you are, like how well you sleep, mm-hmm. like how you digest, your metal, like everything is in your gut. So now I'm, I'm a Californian now. <laughs> what I'm trying to I mean, say. that's a good, smart reason yeah. to take probiotics. Yeah. Also good for UTIs. Yeah. If that's, you know, something you struggle, struggle with after spending too much time in pools in the summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that from experience. Did you meet a lot of people through CrossFit that were like, I gotta get my protein down right away? Oh, yeah. That are like chugging, that have that mixer thing with the metal ball in it. And they're like, I gotta Everyone. get this down right now. Everyone. But worse than that was there's this one guy who's like really, really rich. He was like some kind of like slum lord in mm-hmm. LA. Perfect. And he would... Is f- it my landlord? <laughs> it's your landlord. He would finish a workout and have to eat a meal so he would like microwave like a hot meal and eat it like in the gym does he know he doesn't need to do that though i 
don't science know what has its like life disproved is. like you don't need to oh. take in your protein as fast as That's people good. think they do. Because I'm not hungry after a workout. I'm not either. I need like a minute. Yeah, I need like a minute. But he would eat it, and it would be like fish and like spinach. Oh God! And we'd all be in the gym, just like, can you? Like, yeah. Not. You can't this? take it outside. But he did get kicked out of the gym. Because he would not follow mask protocol during COVID. And then he wrote a bunch of like bad reviews about the gym. Wow. Like he got his friends and he like wrote all these horrible, horrible things on Yelp. Mm -hmm. Don't you love when people do that as a result of something they're doing wrong and like a rule that they can't follow? And then I think he tried to come back. (laughs) Oh my God. And they were like, no, you're gone. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. So yeah, there are some weird people, some very cool people. The thing about CrossFit is it's like a very intense exercise form. So it's a lot of like really intense people. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them are like really successful and driven and have really cool jobs. Like, you know, there's like TV writers there and lawyers and um, actors a lot of like doctors, like one guy who was on like the COVID solving case was there. Wow. Like one guy who was a leader in like bringing COVID uh, treatment to like South Central Los Angeles is there. So there, yeah, there are a lot of cool people. There's also a lot of people, people think that like fitness people are just happy, just like mm-hmm. across the board happy because they're hot and they're fit. But a lot of them are people like recovering addicts yeah. and they're just replacing it with a different um yeah because working out turns into an addiction for a lot of people oh for sure and it makes sense because you get the routine you get the community out of it and you get endorphins yeah for sure I mean I was addicted because I got into it right when I finished grad school because I'd been creative my whole life and I was just like I don't want to be creative anymore I just Mm want to like use my body and I was in a bad place because I like couldn't find a job I didn't have a lot of money and I was working there Mm -hmm. and um it was just like something to like fill my time yeah and I'm so happy I found stand-up because when I found stand-up I was like oh this is what I'm supposed to be doing with Mm -hmm. my time and then I kind of worry sometimes that I wasted like a lot of time working out like a lot of time um but your body probably appreciates it yeah then it's not wasted time yeah also, I feel like if I stop, you're probably out, really good at lifting. <laughs> I am really good at lifting. Yeah. Um, there's also the bulkiness problem. But you're not bulky. No, but it, you can. You can you get can there. Get bulky. A lot of people are. Will, a lot of the dudes huge. A lot of the dudes are huge. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of them are really cut too. Um, but because they're not like heating up fish five <laughs> seconds after they're done working out. <laughs> there's a lot of fish eating. <laughs> I like fish, but not right after. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm still sweating. Not at the company picnic, bro. Yeah, like, not no. a, not in our microwave. <laughs> no, it's so gross. Um, yeah, there's there's a... It's a culture for sure. There's a lot of partying and drinking, too. Is there? Have yeah. you gone? Have you gone oh. out with CrossFit people? Oh, yeah. I've gone deep with CrossFit people. That's hilarious. <laughs> My boyfriend always comes, and he hates it so much because mm-hmm. he's like an artsy hipster type. Yeah. And he's like, first of all, how did I get invited to like the coolest kids at CrossFit party? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know. And then he's like, oh, this is the whole conversation. This is what it sounds like. Wall ball, wall ball, squat, 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 snatch, squat, wall ball, wall ball. <laughs> Do they talk about yes. the crossfitting yes. at the parties? Oh, yes. That's so funny. Yes. Like so-and-so's cheating on their reps and like so-and-so's like form is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't realize there'd be so many 
comparisons. Oh, they're the same. It's the same thing. You just transfer one to the other. I feel like a lot of the CrossFit people, some of them have been like very supportive uh, about stand-up, but I feel like a lot of them are like, oh, that weird thing you do. (laughs) (laughs) I love when people have that reaction to it. That's my absolute favorite. My dad calls it my concerts. How was your concert? (laughs) (laughs) How are your concerts? (laughs) Oh, I like routines. Routines, yeah. Your skits. Skits. That's a big one. Those are all really special. Or when people like, they're like, oh, uh, stand up. That's so impressive. You just like make the stuff up on the spot. And Mm -hmm. you're like, no, not that one. (laughs) Not that one. Yeah. But people, I get that because I think before I was into it, I was that person that just like didn't know what it was and would have called it a skit or routine or would have thought it was like done on the spot. Yeah. Like didn't understand that you wrote in advance. I know. That is such a thing. Like I remember the first time I did any stand up, I was just like, oh my gosh. How do people, how do people do this? This is mm-hmm. so hard. They make it look so easy. They do. Yeah. Well, that could be told of CrossFit too. People um, make it CrossFit look easy. Looks hard. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. It does look hard. When I watch it, I'm <laughs> what like, what am I talking about? Hard. There's a place around the corner that. Uh, oh, brick. Brick. Yeah. yeah. Brick has a weird reputation. Does it? Yeah. Tell me. I the one uh, like image that always sticks with me is a friend of mine went there and she said this is all of Brick. Mm-hmm. It's like a bunch of like hot sexed up guys and a bunch of like hot sexed up girls and the hot sexed up guys take off their shirts and all the girls go oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and that's the whole culture. <laughs> um. I've been there like twice. That was not my experience. No, oh, no. I'm so sad. I, I mean, there were hot guys there, but yeah. nobody was like uh, turning it into <laughs> male review. <laughs> like, what is that? Thunder down under? Nobody, yeah. nobody was doing that. <laughs> no magic mic. No magic mic. I wish. <laughs> my gym is very, very gay. So it's not mm. so much of like that. Yeah. But I think there is like some like sexy culture among the gay men, but I'm like very much on the outside, so I can't yeah. like comment on it too much. Except that it's like kind of a comedy of errors because it's like every gay guy likes the wrong gay guy. <laughs> It'll be oh, like no. John likes Sammy, but Sammy likes like Michelle, and Michelle likes like Jordan, but mm-hmm. Jordan likes girls. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I recently started going to Crunch instead of Golds. Oh, I've considered going. It's nice. Yeah. I like it. Um, it's even, I thought my Golds, I always used to describe <laughs> Golds as being a disco yeah. ball short of a share concert. <laughs> and it's even more intense at Crunch. It's more gay? It's wow. more gay at Crunch, yeah. Cool. At Crunch, everybody has like, they bleach their hair and then they like dyed a rainbow into it. It's like that. That feels right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get my um, eyebrows waxed right around the corner. At oh, European at the European. Waxing. Nice. Yeah. I've always wanted to go there. Yeah, it's good. You can get like a big package. for mm-hmm. like. I feel like I'm like really selling some businesses. And, you like, are. Really not <laughs> selling others. <laughs> um, but yeah, European Wax Center, you can get these like packages where you pay like $200 and then you're good for like. 20 sessions or something oh wow yeah it's pretty great i gotta do that yeah it's not bad i um we just brought up magic mike for like a quick second and <laughs> i just want to come back to it to, to say because i feel like this story is just speaks of like me and how oh, i yeah. respond to men in the world um but i met the guy that was not channing tatum okay do you, but do you remember the guy from the first movie not Channing Tatum yeah it wasn't Channing Tatum in the first one it was but he had this other character that he was like trying to teach to be a male stripper you know it's like the other main guy okay trust it I believe in it does he have a name 
I forget the character's name. Oh, it's like the guy he's trying to like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The guy whose sister he ends up like being in a thing with. Yeah. I met that guy. I wasn't expecting to. And he like at work. So I didn't know. I knew like some guy was coming in, like didn't know who it was, like walked, was like walking back to the kitchen at work and like looked and saw him and he's like so fucking hot in person and I made eye contact with him and like my knees buckled and I was like oh no who's this <laughs> but he's I don't think like super nice oh so he didn't like give you anything back no okay but that's okay um but it was just a funny moment of like oh shit this guy's really hot in person I know. <laughs> uh he wasn't in the second one he wasn't no what do you and think the second one was better I don't know if I've seen this. I think I've only seen the first one and Mm -hmm. only with a bunch of girls like screaming at the TV, like not like sat down and (laughs) really like Really took in the plot. Yeah. (laughs) But Joe Maginello, is that his name? He was working out at the gym I go to for a little bit. Oh my God. Yeah. And I knew. How do you function around him? He's, I like lanky He's an Adonis. He's like really large. Yeah. He's really large. He's like a fucking Greek statue. He is a Greek. He's, and he's also lovely. Yeah. And really like, every time I've interacted with him, it's been like a very pleasant experience. But the first time he came to the desk where I was working Mm -hmm. and I knew vaguely there was this famous guy who like sometimes came to the gym, but I didn't know it was him. I hadn't seen True Blood or anything. Mm -hmm. And he came to the desk and he was like, can I get a water? And I was like, what's the name? You have to put it (laughs) under their name. And he was like, Joe. And I was like, Joe who? (laughs) (laughs) But he's in your defense. He's not that famous. Yeah, and I think, honestly, I think it was probably, like, nicer to, like, mm-hmm. not have me, like, fangirl all over For him. sure. Yeah. I will sometimes pretend for the celebrity's benefit, or at least I think it's their benefit, yeah. when I get, like, celebrity clients with work, because I'm handling people's, like, very secret, like, very personal information, I'll always pretend I don't know who they are, because I want to make them, I have this, like delusion that maybe it makes them feel safer if they think I don't know that they're famous that I'm not going to like take advantage of having like their phone number and their address and stuff like that because nobody's making me sign NDAs yeah yeah but like even well I mean obviously we're not crazy but it's like I I wouldn't I had when I worked there had access to so many celebrities information and Mm -hmm. I was always like I feel like if anyone else worked here they could like really take advantage of this I know I feel that way too I constantly even regular people I have dozens of people's social security numbers all the time (laughs) like if I wanted to commit insurance fraud or like identity theft I I could easily or like when like sometimes people would have to like renew their card on file and they'd call and just give the card information Mm -hmm. and I was like the trust here yeah right (laughs) I'm working here for a membership yeah like your bank account okay mm-hmm. cool yeah I never did anything with it maybe we're the suckers the maybe story. we're the suckers yeah because yeah. I just would never I'm like it's not worth it it feels too weird no, I don't know and also like I feel like because we live in LA things like celebrities are just like it's not as exciting pretty normal mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if I've ever worked out with a celebrity he I don't think took like regular classes with us I think he mm. just like personal trained there sometimes okay. yeah pretty much all of the celebrities would just do like personal training Mm -hmm. well I did (laughs) so when I was uh, well I shouldn't say which gym just to I guess protect him or whatever but one of the gyms I used to go to regularly Polly Shore works out at maybe still works out at I I would see him there all the time people 
go mm-hmm. there a yeah. lot. Lots yeah. of lots I remember of the whole there. cast of Glee would be there when I used to go in like two thousand and nine. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. Who who else did I see at Gold's? Um Oh, this guy's really nice. He actually used to like hold the door for me and be like, Go ahead, sweetie. Like he uh Ron Perlman. Who's Ron Perlman? That sounds so familiar. You'd know if you saw him, he d- <laughs> Um He was in Sons of Anarchy. He was like one of the main okay. characters. Yeah, yeah. 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 The older one, like Got the it. dad. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he was there all the time. Polly Shore was there all the time. <laughs> um. One time I saw Ryan from The Office. Oh, I've seen him in real life too. Mm-hmm. But I saw him on the NBC lot, which seems like yeah, <laughs> a, a little bit of a cheat. <laughs> I saw a lot of good people on the NBC lot. I bet I interned there for like a semester. That's so fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Um. One time I sat and had lunch, and then. Javier Bardem came and sat and had lunch at the table. Okay. I was like, uh, how do I stay cool? He ordered like French fries and like nachos or something. I love that. And I was like, yeah, you fuel that body. (laughs) You fuel that body with trash. (laughs) It's whatever he's doing, it's working. Phenomenal. I feel like I haven't seen anything from him in a while, which like. Mm-hmm. Bring him back. Right. Well, he, might, he might have died of diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I feel so bad. I'm like putting this on your podcast. Maybe that was like a really rough day for him. And he just like uh, needed some comfort. Or food. maybe that's just, just what like he does. <laughs> I don't think he's listening. <laughs> you know, somehow I feel like this won't get back to him. <laughs> or maybe. And then he'll be mm-hmm. both our boyfriend. Yeah, we yeah. can share. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be like, I need you can to take him to your CrossFit better. parties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe he'll fit in better. Yeah, I'm trying to think what other um, celebrities, because that's like a fun, that's like a juicy I know. thing to like work out with a celebrity. I saw Bill Murray at CVS once. That well, was big. That's big. That's that such big. a big one. Yeah. And then I was like, look at that guy who looks like Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, John well, Krasinski and Emily Blunt. I saw hiking, I want to say at Runyon. Oh, oh my God, hiking culture. Hiking culture. Oh man, we hike a lot. So we've yeah. got some hiking culture. Um, I'm trying to think. There is like this odd family that if you like go to Runyon at sunset, I always see them mm. and I want to like make a documentary about them. It's like this like older man and this like older woman and their son and they all have like the same like hunched over body type and they're all kind of like lanky and like look like they're in space (laughs) and they're like not in hiking clothes and I always see them like Hmm. at sunset just I never go at sunset but now I want to go just to catch them yeah I want to like follow them to their home and like (laughs) see what their life is I love that I haven't seen I've probably seen celebrities hiking um I do go a decent amount. I will say I was getting so frustrated. So Runyon's the one that I like, yeah, live closest to. So that's just if it wasn't the one I lived closest to, I would never, never go, go out of my way to go never. to it. But the fact that it's in walking distance, it's like that's just where I end up. Me too. Um, but that was one that like at the height of the pandemic, nobody. And now granted, I'm like, OK, I guess we didn't need to be wearing masks outside. <laughs> yeah. But like back then we thought you should. Yeah, yeah. And so I was really nervous and I would go to Runyon and it would be so busy. Yeah. And most of the people that went didn't have their masks on. And a lot of people had like full blown makeup. And I'm like, why are <laughs> it's you a pandemic. here? Yeah. It's a pandemic. You have makeup on and you're hiking and you're getting sweaty and you're supposed to be wearing a mask. But like we have to see your lip injections. 
I mean, you got to show them off somewhere, right? Yeah, I guess so. Runyon is so weird. Also, I remember I went to Runyon for the first time after being like in my apartment, not leaving for like months. And I mm-hmm. just got there and I was like, everyone here is so hot. I like forgot <laughs> how hot. It's like astounding how mm-hmm. hot everyone. And you like forget you get used to it. And then like you walk away from it and then you come back and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like where'd all these hot people come from? They're so hot and tan and they're like running up the mountain. Mm -hmm. Have you ever run up the mountain? I've tried to. I haven't gotten really far. (laughs) Never. (laughs) No. No. I think there should be like a hundred dollar at the top, like dollar bill at the Mm -hmm. top for people. If you run the whole way. For sure. It's crazy. But then people will get that. What's it called? The muscle. <laughs> I'm sure someone's gotten rabdo yeah, at Runyon. Rabdo from Runyon. It's like a poem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About LA living. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe that's a thing. I feel like more people have gotten it. it sh- I feel like it should be more common based on how psychotic some people are with their workouts. It's getting more and more common because of these. I think there's like a big like New York Times or some, you know, article mm-hmm. about how like all these new aggressive workouts that we're doing are fueling this like the emergence of this disease. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like college athletes get it would be right. my guess. Yeah. But they were like so shocked that I had it. And this was Cedars, which is like, I would imagine. Yeah, big time hospital. Yeah, a lot of weird cases. But I was there. um, What's that Shonda Rhimes TV show that has 8 million seasons about doctors? Grey's Anatomy? Yes, I was their Grey's Anatomy moment. <laughs> There's probably an episode about me. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, starring yeah. Katya Sai. I never watched. <laughs> I never watched Grey's. I watched like the first season. Mm-hmm. I liked House though, and House was also based I on diagnosing. It was also like every, pa- he was like a drunk and like a pill addict, and oh. there would be a patient that had some unheard of disease, and he would like walk into the room after a drunken pill rage and be like, I saw a feather reflected in your eye, so it must be this, 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 it osis, whatever, you know, like some rare oh, disease that, that sounds, like yeah. nobody has, and you're like, mm, okay. Uh, okay, this is a question that I know the answer to and have argued with at length. Hugh Laurie, mm-hmm. hot or not hot? Not hot. I think he's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's lanky. Yeah, I think he's like devastatingly hot. <laughs> and everyone's like, he's a troll. What's wrong with you? He's not a troll. He's tall. I don't think he's ugly. I just don't think he's conventionally I think attractive. He's so hot. Like upsetting, <laughs> like hurts my heart. He's Funny. so hot. Yeah. No, everyone I'm attracted to is like generically hot. Oh yeah, like you the do Joe have the, yeah, name yeah. Is. You like the mm-hmm. hmm, that's not bad. Granted, it's like easier for me to find gems because I like mm-hmm. unconventionally. Because when they don't True. know they're hot, they're like a little nicer. Yeah, that's that's a very good yeah. point. But when they know, game <laughs> over. You got to find one who like was like something weird about them growing mm-hmm. up. Like they had a leg brace or yeah. like mouthful of like metal or something I wonder I was thinking this morning um I I came I went outside to walk Mila and I ran into uh this woman who I knew from like a fundraising event and she had had at her fundraising event this super hot actor like very generically hot actor who had previously been one of my notary clients oh and I've had thousands of notary clients. I've had four hot notary clients. Only four? Only four. That's upsetting. But all four stand out to me so much that I think of them often and I think <laughs> of them fondly. You, know? you send them like a like holiday like yeah, greetings. Yeah, I send them like <laughs> fruit baskets. Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> I hope you're still hot. 
And so this guy, the fundraiser actor guy, he's one of the four. And I was just thinking about it this morning. But one of the other four is this guy who is so hot that when I met him, my brain fucking short circuited. Like it was such a rare moment of like, oh, my God, like that's a 10. Like I'm looking at a a literal 10 Um, to the point where like I saw him within a fraction of a second had scanned his entire body and like registered that there was a wedding ring on okay. and like took his whole okay. it was like six three hundred and eighty pe- like like a whole yeah, you yeah. know just like computer beep boop beep boop, like <laughs> like downloaded all his fucking stats <laughs> i need to download this program the galena files it never th- this so rarely happens but he was like that rare of a yeah, specimen yeah. that i was just like beep boop beep boop like my brain broke <laughs> And um, he has like actually used me a bunch of times as a notary. He's like a recurring client of mine. Oh, he's like called you back. He's called me back, but he's married, like I said. And when I first went to go meet his wife, I'm like, she's about to be some Victoria's Secret. Like she's going to be so hot that it's going to hurt my feelings, right? Um, Bizarro. Like very sweet gal. Very average in the face. Yeah. Wow. And I was just like, what the shit? <laughs> Did you do any digging? I couldn't do any digging. There's no like online research. <laughs> There's no online research. I tried to find his Instagram. It was private. <laughs> Hot guy I do notary for. <laughs> Information search. <laughs> it's just one of those things where I'll sit and contemplate and be like, how did this happen? Did he used to be fat? Yeah. Did what she happened? used to be something? Did the, did one of them significantly change? Yeah. Because it's just so, I have such a hard time believing that people like love each other for their personalities only. <laughs> it's possible that they like fell in love in like high school that's what i think that's one of my running theories is i'm like oh they must just be like high school sweethearts or something and maybe he was like an ugly duckling and then just like blossomed into this adonis of a man i feel like all the hottest people were ugly ducklings Mm -hmm. i feel like that's pretty yeah because all the people that i went to high school with that were super hot like went to community college and had kids yeah they all definitely peaked I remember the girl I'm not gonna name her name mm-hmm. not that this will ever get back to her but I remember there was a girl in middle school and I thought she was like the most beautiful girl in the whole world and mm-hmm. I was like obsessed with her and I was like how does this human exist and I've like seen pictures of her since and she's just like a north face wearing mm-hmm. like mom in New Jersey she's still uh, I would say probably a million times richer than me mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was just like she's just so basic I don't mm-hmm. know I guess like the standards of beauty have changed so much because I always they thought blonde thin was like perfection and now I'm like give me Lizzo or give me death (laughs) (laughs) it's all I want it's all I look for in a woman is she Lizzo or is she not yeah that's funny that you're attracted to Hugh Laurie oh come on I'm trying to think of if there's like an awkward imagine my boyfriend as an adult it's just Hugh Laurie (laughs) I guess yeah you're right you're right that's you you have a type yeah for sure I I also have a type I love Adrian Brody too unpopular opinion that makes sense yeah. what else, who are your like top dog celebrity types um henry cavill is my number one i don't even know who that is what yeah i'm looking i'm pulling this up i will pause i can't my camera <laughs> you have to look it up on your is I'll your phone it. nearby this over. is how important it is that you know who henry cavill is because okay. he to me is and this is a nasty like earmuffs for anyone that doesn't want to hear anything disgusting but like i would drain his balls empty <laughs> <laughs> like that's how that is what a bizarre thing to say <laughs> I know, but I was like, uh, when I first discovered who he was, I was like, I'm so obsessed. 
he was Superman for um, the last several oh. movies. I feel like anyone who is Superman at any point is like a, you know. Yeah, super hot. Um, the guy who was the, they made a body type for Superman. Mm-hmm. The guy whose body they used was previously one of the owners of the gym. Oh my God. You. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah he's uh, got... Again, not my type, but mm-hmm. he's got one of those bods. This man is insane. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's not my type, but respect. But there's respect nothing wrong do. with him. Yeah. <laughs> there's literally nothing wrong. His face is so beautiful. His body's beautiful. He has a British accent and he has a dog. Like, I couldn't. Oh. I mean, every box. I've never been. Every like, box is checked except my box. <laughs> I've never dated like a super muscular guy. Mm. Is it weird? I feel like I like skinny guys because I feel like I can like. Like, they can't hurt me. Yeah, <laughs> like I've, da- I've dated both, but I think that the skinniest guy that I dated, it did feel a little bit like fucking a remote control. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit like xylophone on the ribcage games. Um, but then I'm trying to, I don't know. It's fun with muscular guys, but I've never dated anyone who's so muscular, like CrossFit muscular. Yeah, that's yeah, ridiculous. I don't hate this. I don't hate it at all. <laughs> He's huge, actually. Yeah. Like, he got really 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 big yeah there's no complaint this is like john ham like there's like no complaining Mm -hmm. um so he's like he's my number one as far as top five and then like oh i saw charlie hunnam in person um all these people you know i'm looking him up too also sons of anarchy so i'm sure you know like the main guy Oh, he yeah, was yeah. way more beautiful in person. Yeah, I like yeah. made eye contact with him at Whole Foods and was like, <gasps> again, like brain broke. People, people like had that moment <laughs> of like, I can't fucking function because this person is so attractive. It is upsetting how much more attractive celebrities are in real life. Than they I know are they always you are. Think they can't get better. I know they are. And then they are. Yeah. I've seen Sofia Vergara in real life. No makeup. Mm-hmm. Hands down the most beautiful. I bet. Yeah. I've ever seen. Like I didn't. I saw her and I was just like, wow, that's the most beautiful woman. And I was like, oh, that's how funny that you saw her and Joe because, you know, they're together. Yeah. Yeah. I did also see her at my gym. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. That's where they all go. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I have a guy, but I have to look up his name real quick because I don't know it off the top of my head. No, look it up. And then my other. So and this makes a lot of sense about me and who I've become. um, But I was like so in love with Paul Walker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, classic. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know Jay Ellis from Insecure? Um, I'm going to show you a picture. Yes. He's very tall. I'm sure I do because I watched. This guy, Lawrence, he's the lead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, Come he's on. cute. Oh, my gosh. And he plays, like, his But character. not my type because he does seem, like, very, like, boyish. Yeah, yeah. I think he's pretty lanky, so I think, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> also, like, his character is so cute because when it starts, he, like, works at Best Buy and then he, like, works his way mm-hmm. up and becomes, like, a developer and I, like, love an underdog. It is, it is a so really cute. good, like, glow up on the show. Yeah. Do you, are you someone that's attracted to Adam Driver? Yes, I am a person okay. who's attracted. Are you? Uh, no. No? Okay. <laughs> you're like, I knew you're one of those creeps. <laughs> yeah, he reminds me of my first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Also, like, his character in Girls, because I feel like my first boyfriend was also, like, a little, like, rough around the edges. Oh, funny. In the same way. Although I did not, I didn't date, but I definitely hooked up with a guy that looks like that. Yeah, I mean, I think, haven't we all? Haven't we all? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, um, in my, you know, my four guys theory, he's the Devin. No, what is the four guys never theory? never heard my four guys theory? No. It's like a bit I do. It's like 10 minutes long, and I talk uh-uh. about how there's four types of guys. No. Oh, well, there's four types of guys. I mean, you don't need to do the I'm bit on the podcast. I'm not going to do 10 minutes for you, but the one type of guy is a guy who's like, he like acts all like, 
like sensitive and like you know deep and poetic on the outside but then on the inside he's just like a bro dude mm-hmm. and like he's like just like not very nice it's like the motorcycle mm-hmm. guys like the silver lake guys you like think they're sensitive but mm-hmm. then you just find out they're just like jerks okay i've dated that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i feel like that's the, the type of guy that we overlap on <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah true every girl overlaps on that guy every guy over like yeah because every guy every girl thinks that that's like the guy that's what you want when you're like young mm-hmm. it's like the musicians of the world yeah yeah I did. I mean, I had that complex when I was younger of like the savior complex. The like, I'm going to change him. I'm going to fix him. Which like anybody listening, you are never going to fix or change anybody ever. And if that's your goal in whatever relationship you're in, you need to get out of it yesterday because it's not happening. They're just going to get worse. They're only going to get worse. No one's getting better. I recently, um, do you know Daniel Sloss? Yes. Um, I watched the Jigsaw special. Is, I haven't seen that. No. Oh, it's so good. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay, and I'll I ended watch. up watching it because I came across like an interview of his that somebody posted on TikTok where he was talking about how many couples he's broken up uh, with that special. Wow. And I was like, um, what? I have to watch this immediately. Now I want to I want to take the test. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, so you watch the special. Yeah. It's on Netflix. And all he does is like shit on people staying in relationships for the wrong wow. reason, which is like my favorite thing in the world because I'm very pro breakup. You are pro breakup. Um, and he essentially says, and I've now like taken in this statistic and just repeated it to myself in yeah. so many situations. And and it's a statistic that he pulled. I'm sure he did research before he yeah. just like recorded a special. Yeah. But uh, the statistic is that 90% of couples who get together before the age of 30 will not make it. Wow. Nine out of 10. Yeah. You think I'm the 10%? I do think you're the 10%. Somebody be. has to be the 10%. Someone has to be the But 10%. most people are not. <laughs> but also, like, I'm, like, not one of those people who's, like, fully confident that we are going to stay together. And not because mm-hmm. anything's bad, just because I think life changes. Life definitely changes, and that's probably why that number is as high as it yeah. is. Um, but especially in, like, being in my 30s. And it's not that I wouldn't be friends with like me from a couple of years ago. Like yeah. I, de- but the astronomical change that has gone on and like the things that I thought I, I wanted know. a couple of years ago versus what I want now and like how different the partnerships that I used to have, like yeah. how none of those would fit in my life now. Yeah, it is. I, you're so right. It is so wild. Cause when I think about it, like I was like an East Coast like bookworm and then I came here and became like, a competitive weightlifter <laughs> and then now I'm like a, to the point of being hospitalized with ripped muscles yeah. and now I'm like a dive bar Mike mm-hmm. comic yeah <laughs> Mike comic plus I, like I know I was like an aspiring I mean pre everything that happened politically but I used to say I was like trying to be like Donald Trump and be a, like a real estate mogul back when oh, that's what we thought he was I mean there's a lot of money in that there's a lot of money in that and at 18 I had this idea of like oh I'm gonna work in real estate and it's never gonna be obsolete and I'm gonna be like this huge big time realtor I love I loved sales at the time I was yeah. in a sales-based fraternity in college which is so dorky but like also very like if you know me that yeah yeah sense. no I get that um and so I was like very into yeah. it and I was like very into the idea of being a realtor um and then it just didn't pan out so it's funny to think that like now I don't do anything I think nearly. if you decided to stick with it I think you would be a very successful realtor I think I would have been that's what you want and I mean I technically still work like real in estate that, agent. Yeah. I mean I'm a loan yeah. signing agent so I'm yeah, still yeah. like in real estate but 
yeah, it's just funny, like what I thought I would have wanted in my life. I know. It is so crazy. Like when I was young, I was always like, I'm going to live in New York and I'm going to do experimental theater (laughs) and I'm going to like live in a garbage apartment (laughs) with like 90 roommates and we're going to like eat trash. And I'm like, what? That was one of my things that I thought I was going to be when I was young. And then the other thing I thought, I thought I was going to be like an ad executive in like, a top floor office mm-hmm. with like floor to ceiling windows and like pants. I think TV and movies made us <laughs> want those things because I'm like, I feel like I thought about that yeah, for a while too. Yeah, both those careers. Yeah. I always like to ask people that like when they were younger, like what they pictured for mm-hmm. themselves. For you, was it always like real estate or? Yeah, it was always real estate wow. until it became comedy and then it was only that. Yeah, yeah. Now for me, it's like TV writer or bus. That's all I want. If anyone's listening, I'm available (laughs) for hire. (laughs) She will bring her laptop. I will say when I first moved here, I always had the idea of being a TV writer, but I didn't Mm. want to tell anyone. Mm. And I don't know if that's like ethnic girl syndrome or something that like I didn't believe in myself enough. But then once I started telling people, it all has become so much more like possible. Mm -hmm. And people have like given me opportunities, even if it hasn't gotten me where I need to go yet. But I do feel like just putting into the ether what you want. Yeah, you have to say it out loud. You have to say it out loud and you got to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't feel good ever. Well, I want to, I'll put it out in the universe now. I want to make something as significant, have a special as significant as the one Daniel Sloss has. Yes. He he turns around and says that he's broken up over 4,000 couples because people have contacted him afterwards (gasps) and been like, you're special, made me rethink my relationship. I'm gonna and watch I'm like, oh, you have to. I want to have tested. that effect. Yeah. To have that freaking effect. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I just want to be that. Then I don't need to have kids or anything because then I've already like put my stamp on the universe. Yeah. Stand up is like so much more powerful than you even know. Like I mm-hmm. love when someone will like tell me one of my jokes like yeah. months later. And like because you say them so much, they like lose their meaning. They do. And But people hear them and they're mm-hmm. like taking it in it's very cool it is yeah I couldn't agree more yeah we're very lucky I always think about this because like imagine if I had grown up in Syria where my parents grew up if they hadn't immigrated here like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't get to like be able to put like a microphone to my face and like say all my feelings I know you and I have that in common because I always consider that too my family could have stayed in Ukraine and I would have been like married like in a loveless marriage by now with a hundred kids It's crazy. My mom, when I was younger, used to always be like, did I make the right choice? Like, would you have been happier? And now, obviously, with everything (laughs) in serious, she's like, nope, made the right choice. Made the right choice. I'm glad if nothing else comes of the crisis, at least like my mom got some solace. (laughs) I don't know. Got to look at the bright side. For sure. Well, I feel like that's a good place to stop it. Um, Do you have anything that you want to plug? Like things that are coming Um, up? Our show is coming up August 14th. This will be out before then. Dirt Pit Lounge in Glendale. Mm -hmm. Some Saturdays every month. Yes. We're going to have a great lineup. Most likely. We will. (laughs) I have faith. I believe in it. Where can people find you? Uh, at Halen Molly online across all channels, but so, not TikTok. Not TikTok. <laughs> You'll never find me there. <laughs> well, thank you for doing the show. Thanks for having me. Of it was course. so fun. <laughs>